Cafe on RX Radio and I am Crystal looking forward to hearing from my guests and of course just learning from their experiences. My guest today is a passionate youth leader. He is a land surveyor and he was also appointed the chairman of Entebbe Police Football Club. In many ways he's looking at working with the youth in different capacities whether it's training, leadership I have Mr. Sentumbwe Brian joining me on the Groove Cafe. Hello, Brian. Hey. Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. How is life? Mm? Is it 50 50? How's it going? Uh, Life, we are in struggle as it is. (laughs) Everyone is. We don't know who is saving who. But uh, at the end of the day, we shall survive. We shall make it. (laughs) Yeah, we shall make it to the finish line. Ah, that is the plan. Brian, tell me, uh, you are Ugandan, yes? Yes, I'm Ugandan. Ah, Proud Ugandan. Proud Ugandan. Me too, me too. Where were you born, my dear? Uh, I was born in Mokono. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents are... My mom and my dad, I think, separated ways when everyone was looking to meet their ends meet mm-hmm. somewhere. Someone's going this way. This one is looking for life. This one. So I actually grew up more with my grandparents in Mokono. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, actually, I'm proud and glad that I grew up with them because they taught me so a lot. They were not so rich people, mm-hmm. but I learned how they taught me to be a human being. They taught me humanity. The best thing I, I really, really learned that I that stands out for me is like you don't have to have much to give. Yes. Because for them, they would bring in anyone, whether they are related to you. As long as you need help, they will just bring into you. And then when you, you grow up from there, even thinking that they are your parents, but really, because me growing, I used to call them mommy and daddy, mm-hmm. grandpa, daddy. Because I grew up, my aunties were there, I had them calling them mommy, daddy. So, <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, mommy. mommy it was daddy. actually in my, my secondary when I realized, oh, these are supposed to call them jaja. Jaja okay. chala, jaja mommy. Mm. So, yeah, I grew up from Mokono. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they taught me a lot. Hey, they taught me how to rear animals. I can rear different animals. Mm-hmm. I can take care of different people. I can cook mm-hmm. everything you that can. the Uganda tribe can cook. Yes. Really? Actually, in my life, I'm like, if I get married to a person who doesn't want to cook, I have no problem. You know, you I are can. a very valuable <laughs> man. I tell you, you can cook. Uh, yeah, I can. They taught me how to cook everything. Like, mm-hmm. like, Kusima Mele. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I can't do that I, I didn't want is peeling my toki, but I can cook <laughs> and prepare it anyway. Because of that that thing, that masanda makes me really, really yes. nice. Well, I tell you but what, Brian. I did learn how to peel matoke. I had to, but I haven't done it in many, many years. <laughs> so I can but survive. <laughs> yeah, I can cook. Mm-hmm. I can uh, do some simple carpentry work and do some simple building work wow like construction so th- those are the things they taught me like even if in a house like a door breaks down mm-hmm. you don't have to call for a help or someone you can, you can figure it out yourself. yeah instead of spending money outside you can really do it. those are very important things. skills yeah. right? very hands-on skills and you also learn yeah. at a young age that you can you yes. know be the solution in many ways yes and i also i grew up knowing that 
they taught me how to associate with every category and every person in life. Oh. Be it kids, I can do with kids, mm-hmm. babies, kids, mm-hmm. teenagers, the youths, and the old. Okay. So I, wherever you put me, I'll just fit in there and then. <laughs> I'll just put it in there and then. Are they still so, alive? Yeah. Oh, one died last year, the papa. Oh. Uh, it's only the female who's still living. Mm. Yeah. Okay. See. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, but they sound like wonderful people. Wonderful, wonderful yeah. people. You're blessed yeah. to have had yeah. that kind of childhood. Yeah, really blessed. Mm. So, where was school for you? Did you go to school in Mukono or did you eventually yeah. move? Actually, uh, you know, my, my grandpa was really, really an extrovert person. He used to have a lot of so many friends. Mm-hmm. So whenever I would go, you know they use, you know they have those hangout places in the evenings where they drink their <laughs> stuff. The watering so, holes. <laughs> yeah. So mainly you would have friends there who are uh, headmasters. You know. So be like, yeah, you people, you know when you are there judging, and like, I'll give you students. So mm-hmm. there's a time he gave us somewhere to a school for his friends. Okay. Actually, that school, I won't mention the name. It was really, really, it really downgraded us so much up mm-hmm. to like B2P theory. Mm. And that school was a freelancer. Like you, you, you do whatever you want. You speak whatever language you can. But then they realized we are really, really degrading. So they shifted us. I was with my cousin. They shifted us to another school mm-hmm. in Zeta. The school where I reached and everyone in the school would hold conversation in English, starting from nursery. And people <laughs> thought I was really, really a silent guy. So I couldn't hold a conversation for more than 30 seconds oh. in English. So I, I resorted to keeping quiet. Oh. Well, like, that's why he said P4. If I, so I would fail. Actually, I actually wanted to make me repeat a certain class that I my mom refused. They were like, no, let him. If he fails, he will fail, but don't make him. So actually in P6 there, P5, mm-hmm. my grades were, because I was literally good in math. Math, I would get 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. English. English, was I would where get the problem 20s. was. Science. Boom. Wow. SST, I would be there around 60. Mm-hmm. So be like, I think the English don't disturbing him. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried to copy up things where, you know, we'd find kids seated there jazzing about Thierry Henry. Like, they are so passionate about <laughs> accent. And that's when I started supporting accent. I'll ah. be like, wow, these kids are... So when they ask my opinion, I just be like, hmm, don't you know? <laughs> Only that statement. And like, they think I'm, I'm, I'm a silent dude. Oh. But then I, I'm someone who copes up easily down. P6, I started copying up. My grades from my there. English started coming to 60s. Mm-hmm. Science started becoming to 60s. SST to 70s. So, you know, by the time we reached P7, they are first time. Huh? I was among the people they would want to expel from school. <gasps> like I used, I was very, very stubborn. Oh my goodness. In P7? I would talk. I would do everything. <laughs> but the, the good thing with me, I would be very stubborn, even when I joined secondary. I would uh-huh. be very stubborn, uh-huh. but I know where the line crosses. Okay. I, I never disrespect my teachers or elders. Mm-hmm. I never do, let me say, escape or do whatever. 
Mm. But I would build that vibrant kid who would cause trouble to other kids. <laughs> one, one. But when you call me, I know how to respect you. Uh-huh. I know how to protect myself, defend myself with an elder, respect an elder, because that's how my judge has trained me. An mm-hmm. elder is an elder. Yes. Take them away. So, uh, P7, I passed very well and I joined bishops, bishops SS Mukono. Mm-hmm. So that's where I joined. I was there for a full O-level. Mm-hmm. Then finished O-level. I, I never wanted to change to any other school. Even if people tell me this is the best school in Uganda. Because this was the school which everyone was my friend. I was an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Everyone was my friend. And also, from, you had been quiet for so long, you found yeah, your voice, right? I found that. And everyone I knew in the community, every boy who I knew in the Kondo community who had performed well, would say like, I want bishops. And it would be the only school mm-hmm. that is with high standards and would accept the scholars because I never wanted to go in boarding section. Uh-huh. Now so, there we, we're really, getting to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I, I, I senior one, I perform well. Senior two, uh, I be there and my school is a term, was it a second term, senior two, school fees really, really delayed to come. Okay. And I sat home for a full month. So I had my brothers who had studied there. So I, my other cousins, so I just got their books. I started revising for myself, what, what. At home. So, mm-hmm. yeah. When the reports, I went after like a month and mm-hmm. a half to school. Mm-hmm. Then I started schooling. So, they said when we were bringing papers, a teacher for biology was like, who is St. Brand? I was like, what did I do this time? Mm-hmm. She looked at me and she was like, mm-hmm. when she was reading papers, she was reading them from high performance. Mm-hmm. She read the first person, the second, then she read me. I was like, is this really my paper or someone else? Oh, wow. So they mm-hmm. gave me was I the third. I was like, hey. So when they got the reports, you know someone who's very stubborn, then mm-hmm. you get your report and you are the third out of uh, <laughs> out of 100 120 in the stream and uh, 12 out of the five streams of mm-hmm. 500 kids wow. and i'm like guys my brother like they have given you someone else's marks <laughs> this that we are going to to i'm like i was i was also puzzled Your friends and, uh, were like my marks, you have my papers these are my marks uh-huh, you know uh-huh. these are my marks and I, but i'm like how did I perform here? Like, you know, I'm so someone who So you surprised used, yourself? Yes. You know, I'm someone who's used to be like, even if I get a 60 and I've passed, it's okay. I'm not yearning to be there in front and I also, I won't be among the last. Mm-hmm. As long as I've passed, so, I used to so, be contented with that. Brian, did that teach you that you can do so much more than you yes. thought about yourself? Yes. And people started thinking that I coped. And I was like, you know, the following time, I was limiting myself from performing so highly because I never wanted people to, to think otherwise of me. Oh, no. Like, you know, I never wanted to lose these friends of mine. I have the stubborn friends because they think I make them play and then may I go back and read. Mm-hmm. But also, I love it. I also want to. So I started like papers, you know, when you see someone, you know, those papers in all levels where you do. And you finish in an hour and mm-hmm. you hand in the paper. Yeah. So those are the bad guys. So I would want to be a, among them. So I Can also you imagine? Do mine fast, fast, fast. So when they hand in, mm-hmm. I finish mine like 10 after theirs. Then I also hand in. We move out with like, hey, we are done. Let those ones Let's pretend they're still doing. <laughs> be there. But then papers come out. I have an 80. For them, they have a 50 or 40. They're like, are you playing us? 
like, Brian, I have to ask you this. Now when you look back, now you're grown, huh? When you look yeah. back, do you see the power of peer pressure? Hmm? I see. You you didn't want to do well because you're leaving your friends behind. Yes, it really affected me even in my own level results. Yeah. I ended up getting the last first grade because people would be like, uh I would not go for that extra lesson because my homies are not going. Oh, you know, because wow. there is a time we used to have extra lessons. We used to do modern physics. That's mm-hmm. when you used to study them in what? In our extra lessons. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. we reached time for UNEB when I had never studied any lesson for modern physics. Oh, dear. But so I asked a kid who had studied. I'm like, assist me with your book. Mm-hmm. You know, an hour towards entering the UNEB. So I went through. I'm like, I'm going to study only two, three things that when they come, I studied the one, some topic called the beam and also the x-ray. <laughs> you I'm even like, remember? I, the, I remember. I crammed with them everything. So we Ooh. entered the paper. They gave us the paper. Mm-hmm. My God, the way God was on my side, I opened the section. There was a beam and x-ray. Okay, yes, you're a lucky guy. You're a lucky guy. I was guy. very lucky. I did that. Mm-hmm. And then I came out bragging. You people who have been reading, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you change that attitude in yeah, A level. Huh? But then I it, passed. Then you, we went to A level. Uh-huh. A level. I was now. I think my stubbornness had gone to an extra level. Eh. I had so many friends. You know, everyone wanted to be my friend. I was in form five, and I had form six guys who wanted all to be my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I had that pressure to impress everyone. Mm. Even when I was in form four, I would go for the form six babes. They would even accept me. You know. <laughs> So cool, key. I'm a cool, and the form six guys would also want to hang out with me. They would feel like, you know, and I was like, that guy, you know, that guy who is so hyped, uh-huh. but uh, also I want to impress everyone, be yeah. teachers, you know. So we had the crew. Even now we are still friends. We are called the Six D, Six D Nation. So <laughs> we are the Six D Nation. We are around like eight, nine plus one girl mm-hmm. we are boys and one girl mm-hmm. but we are even still friends right now oh that's good we hang out somewhere. so one of our friends i think vibed the deputy daughter eh? at school oh, oh and thank god you added deputy. daughter Ooh, yes. i was worried so the deputy mm-hmm. got to know about it mm. and he was new in the school so he was furious about our group so he was determined to expel our group oh. actually he was expelling everyone everyone but whenever they would take me, I used to be very, very defensive. I would defend myself and even slap the table. So I'd be like, "Hi, this guy. Okay, you go, you go. <laughs> so I'd be like, ah, you know, you know, you're scared that people who are, are prosecuting, you like, they'd be like, eh, man, this guy is tough. Now you I know? understand you are just special yeah, yeah, so in I'll high school. Them. Oh high my. School, man, yeah, from five, then from six, you end up. So one day, a friend of mine, sent me for some they used to sell these thoughts those were give things mm. so i go i bring the things you know my school was very stubborn mm-hmm. so we used to have requirements before you enter the gate as in the school okay you know instead of littering in the school they would tell every person would come with a, a container this container is the one you used to buy things on the canteen okay no paper mm-hmm. bags no mm-hmm. if I you like don't that. have a mm-hmm. container 
they put in your hands, no littering in the school. Okay. So when people used to complain about the water the school provides is not healthy, right? So the school said everyone who's coming is supposed to come with a water bottle mm-hmm. with water mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every day. Okay. And you're supposed to bring clean water and boiled water. You try your water that day, you drink on it. Because they realized <laughs> some people used to put water there for a full tap. And their bottles would have wow. out. So <laughs> they tell you test your water. If you don't, you go back. Mm-hmm. Now, kids used to destroy toilets. So the day gym was like, everyone is supposed to come with a TP. Mm-hmm. You present. So the five requirements are the kid. You come, you present your water bottle, your container, mm-hmm. your tissue, mm-hmm. ID, mm. and a clearance card. Okay. So you enter. Those are the five things you're supposed to present at the gate. Mm-hmm. So I came with that, those thoughts in the container. So the skull mm. is where they were checking my container. So they saw them. Uh-oh. They are like, why are you taking this? Like, they were like, okay, leave it here, you go. I left the container, I went inside. So then they like, as I was going, I was like, my container, they were like, you know what? If you want us to leave, you leave us with some. <laughs> I was like, nah, I can't give you this, you guys. But why are you spilling like, the boss I refused, I literally refused. So these guys were like, you go home. So they took this thing to a deputy. Ha, the deputy, when he knew it was me, I was like, I've gotten this one. And finally, I've got him. They told me, you're going back home, you're coming back with your parent in two weeks' time. You know, that's when the disciplinary committee is sitting, right? Mm-hmm. So I came. So we were so many people, students in the disciplinary committee, but we were arranged according to our crimes. Okay. But I was the last. I was like, eh, is my crime this big? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the part which made me laugh even when I was sad was when they brought this kid. He was called Bonnie. They told him, you know, we were checking suitcases in dormitories. We found this in your suitcase. Mm. The guy had so many electric cables and a battery. Cables? Any like a car battery. Yes. What? He was like, those things are not mine. <laughs> they told him, yeah, you checked my suitcase without my consent. They are not mine. Mm. How do I know that you didn't impose them there? Why you don't like put them there. Wow. He really denied and his father supported him. <laughs> those are not his things. I know my boy. But after when they were going out, the father slapped the kid. I know they are yours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, <laughs> Brian, there are too many <laughs> stories about school days. Oh, wow. You were expelled. I went with my grandmom, but she literally knew that they were not mine because she knows I don't take alcohol. Mm-hmm. She knew and she knows. So they're like, I know they were not yours, but who was that person who had sent you? Mm-hmm. I literally refused to give them there. Yep. So then they told me, You're going to go, you know what? So my my I went back home. She was not also. We were not talking. They told me to join a certain school near our home. It was a USE school. You know how I used to abuse those kids who used to study there. How their school is low standard now. I refused to go there for like two four weeks. Hey, that was life. Eh? Life was and teaching you a lesson. Then I was like, you know what? Let me go. Mm-hmm. And then. I started reading. Now I knew that the people in the other school are reading. Mm-hmm. So I need to compete with them. Mm-hmm. I might be studying from here, but my competitors in the other school. Oh. So I started reading or waking up at three or two and read and read and read. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went back to do my papers and the only thing I passed, A, okay. A level, okay. I passed. So when I passed, 
I was like, nah, I'm smart. So I used to do funny things. I used to cut my hair the way I want. So my grandma would be like, you know what? Just leave the hair the way it's supposed to be. But you cut, you do everything you want in your vac. Mm-hmm. So vac reached and I cut my mohawk, you know? Mm-hmm. The thing that real mohawk. And my grandma was like, my son, what is this? Chasing the poor lady. Then you, I'm, I'm putting in damaged pants. Oh, so dear. I was like, now you have gone mad. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, she used to have a way of talking to me. You know, she would not be that rude or what, but she would talk to you and you really feel guilty. Why, why are you and doing this to me? Like, why, why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. Eh? You know, people they are going to think you are a mad person. That I raised the man. Look at your pants. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let me like, you know what? Let me just change to please my... Wow, Brian. So, I, I feel like the stories are too many, but I need yeah, to ask but you. Yeah, I joined campus. Mm-hmm. I joined campus. And that's I when joined. you did land management and survey? No, I first joined Makere. Okay. And we were doing some course, some business course. And we were so many. Mm. We were so many. I started there for, I think, two semesters. Okay. And I was like, some people told me, if I busy at UCU, Mm. Change course to UCU. <laughs> One semester. They told me vibe is at MOOPS. Changed to MOOPS. Oh so when they they realized that I'm really, really getting stubborn and they uh-huh. so they took me back to Entebbe. I went to Entebbe mm-hmm. and I joined this school that this government institute. It's a school of surveying and land management. Uh-huh. So uh, that's where I got settled. You know, I went and I didn't want to go to my parents' home. You know, they stay in Entebbe mm. uh, silly because they would take away my liberty. I go with my grandma. They refused me from going out, doing what. Mm-hmm. So, but I started renting somewhere. But, ah, it couldn't. They came and took my things away. Mm. My parents were like, where will you get the money to rent? Unless mm-hmm. you want to join gangs. Mm-hmm. So I went home. I started staying home, but I studied. Then I graduated mm-hmm. and finished land surveying. So mm-hmm. I started uh, like Danny. We call it industrial training with my cousin. He was in the field for a long time. Okay. He was a, also a, a, a district land surveyor. Also, he has an office in Kampala. So he really trained me a lot. He would not pay me. He would he sometimes he would leave me. He would leave his jacket on the chair thinking that he's coming. <laughs> then he goes and you see him. He goes on Wednesday and you see him. We see that in man. some offices. <laughs> so I was like, ah, ah. But he really, really trained me a lot. How to be like in a certain situations and you come out them strong. He trained me, introduced me to many like people in lands offices because he was also in a, a government lands office he introduced me to so many people okay. he really introduced me to life like when you are learning something because when i work with him everyone told me you are not going to stay there for three months or four months oh, everyone wow. who has been working for him he, yeah you know he has some attitude you know mm-hmm, what what mm-hmm. he at people and, mm-hmm. but me i went with an intention of learning and you learn getting experience yeah so i learned okay i learned by i worked with him for like two three years mm-hmm. and i began i started being independent oh, wow. being independent now I, I started gaining like clients of my own started uh doing things on my own because mm-hmm. even when i go to the office they know this is a kid for this guy mm-hmm. he is really a genuine person okay. no 
yeah that's how my life is even right now you know i've been helping with the youths connect council youths you know because whatever they go through i went through that's what i'm now. thinking after listening to your stories <laughs> i think you, it's very easy to relate to the youth because I you know you know you made and some I, questionable choices yes. but yeah. right. <laughs> even now it was like at the point where I am like parents really trust me with their teenagers and they can call and be like talk to this person mm-hmm. talk to them they are really doing this and me I understand the teenage way of thinking okay. I really understand it totally mm-hmm. so I do my career side than surveying I do play football but now I'm an elect of chairman for mm-hmm. a police FC club mm-hmm. there is also with the youths Okay. who are some who are finished like let me say work then from 6 work or they can't continue with education because of fees mm-hmm. and when we started that I was looking at the, those kids in this community who don't have hope but also they have a talent so I mean like me and some police officers they are we resorted mm-hmm. to starting that team so that at least they have a sense of belonging yes. and they in case and they are showcased their talents yeah mm-hmm. their talents are showcased they can literally be taken to a certain club mm-hmm. they gain so we provide them with that coaching okay. mm. uh counseling mm. uh, even some some small small help like, let me say someone saying i'm sick but i can't do this yeah you be like yeah you help them and you take them to the hospital someone's like i'm going through this going through this drug thing you know mm. so you be there for them you don't judge them mm-hmm. but you show them the way the real way so yeah Yeah, that's true to me. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, eh, the stories I feel yeah. there are more that I've missed out yeah, there, on. There are, there are many, there are many. What you just said that I like, you said no mm. judgment because I feel yeah. and, and that's something I keep hearing a lot. A lot of people who work with the youth, they keep saying, mm. but there's so much judgment whether it's from mm-hmm. family, whether it's from, you know, older people or just society. Mm-hmm. Because we all make mistakes in life. Some yeah. of the decisions we make when we're young, You know, mm. you're young. That's part yeah. of life. But then sometimes yes. people hold it against you. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, yeah, yeah. Based for, on your for, work with the youth, what would you like to, you know, to talk about? Now, there is this uh, parent-to-child approach. You know, mm-hmm. uh, parents, what they don't know is uh, most of the time when a kid reaches 13, mm-hmm. a teenager, mm-hmm. they are at a point where they think they are mature enough. Yep. But you as a parent you also see them as your kids. Mm-hmm. So you need to find a balance, you know? You need to find a balance. Now let me give you an example. There is an issue where a mom came and told me that she had two daughters. One was in form 6 work, another one was in form 3. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would go away in the morning and comes back late in the night. Yeah. She's a hard working mom. Okay, okay, the mom. So mm-hmm. but um she she's someone sometimes she can go for like on monday and she comes back on friday so she told me now i leave these kids home mm. and i come back when they have done nothing or they do is watch tv mm. and they think they eat on they have not washed they have not washed clothes they have not done anything yeah. so i talked to the youngest daughter she told me it's the mommy who goes without doing anything Yeah, she told me literally that and I didn't judge her or anything. Mm-hmm. So I told her, you know your mom works, you know, I I your mom works. You should know that she's a hard working person. Mm-hmm. But you so I also talked to the mom. I was like, you know, you want these kids to do these things, but have you ever taught them how to do them? Yes. And point. then I realized the mom 
had never told these kids how to do these things yeah. you know mm-hmm. i was like sometime find time and you do these things with them yeah so you show them this is how they move this is how we wash the dishes this is how we do things mm-hmm. this is how we do that. so now you have a, a a leverage on how when you go away you tell them you know how to do this prepare this and this leave it in an order and mm-hmm. give everyone clear authority over something so that they know i'm in charge of this charge of this okay. okay yeah so you don't have to just come you know when you come and just talk to them they totally understand they are no longer you know our parents are, have this habit of them where they studied when they were living their life it mm-hmm. used to be something really different mm-hmm. right now the generation we have is a generation of an exposed youth yes. they are so exposed to knowledge and information mm-hmm. so you might be telling them some things let me say sexually you might be you know parents can't talk to their kids really about sexual information yes yes but yet you find that the internet is giving them sexual information and you find that some people are and giving all them all kinds of mm. yeah wrong information Okay. Mm-hmm. So these are kids that you really really need to understand. It be like befriend them. If you don't befriend your children, there's a difference between over exceeding the line because also when you over befriend and give them rights. Thank you. That's also a problem. The line. Mm-hmm. They cross the line. And you still have to But have you, authority. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can now let me give you an example. A kid can come and tell you there's a teacher who beats me at school. I told that my guardians with when I was young and they told me there's no teacher who can beef a kid. You get and it was true the teacher was really beefing oh, me. No. You get. Mm-hmm. So whenever a kid tells you something don't really react but first find the reason why. Mm-hmm. Where don't is this coming it. from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you react and you be like you know what and also don't show the teacher that this is like it. You know kid has told which teacher is like oh okay. So you also approach the teacher in your own time and talk as adults mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. but don't go like these parents when the kid reports going the teacher, to attack they mm-hmm. go and with the kid and they attack the teacher they even want to arrest they harass the teacher mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that kid's life is not going to be the same in the school every teacher is going to be biased and they'll never you talk get. to you again mm-hmm. yes they will never talk to you again and then the kid will be like i'm being harassed at school i'm being done this to me but then they can't come to you because they know you will go back and then you disorganize everything mm-hmm. but when you you really really sort it a formal way mm-hmm. and you go you talk to the teacher you know my kid is telling me this and this but i know my kid by the time he comes and tells me this is this oh please help me i know you're a teacher but help me handle this in a professional way mm-hmm. oh, yes if you want to discipline my kid you can even call me i'll be there when you're disciplining my kid you explain to me this is what happened yes, this and yes, this yes. so we are in one accord that you are disciplining my kid over this and this and this is the punishment so she knows or my kid knows that i don't support such behavior every behavior has consequences mm-hmm. and there are differences and what i tell them there are differences between consequences and punishments mm-hmm. a punishment is something that i do when you have done something for me but the consequence will always be there a sure. punishment i can forgive yes 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 but the consequence it can be negative or positive mm-hmm. so it will always be there let me give an i always give you an example here like if you borrow my car and you take it and you make an accident and mm-hmm. you break your leg 
me myself, I might forgive you, not to give you a punishment of paying my car back, mm. but it won't take away the consequence of you breaking your leg. Sure. Your leg is already broken. Mm. You, yeah, you must so deal with that. The, yeah, so for every action you do, you have consequences. Even when they are forgiven you, there will still be consequences. So I tell parents, don't give these kids, when they do some decision, don't give them these punishments as a punishment. Just mm. say that this is a consequence of your decision. Uh-huh. So you have to take responsibility of your decision. Mm-hmm. Not that you came very, you know what you are going to do, you know you're going to make an accident. You know what? Even you, when you're driving and you scratch someone's car, they can forgive you or mm-hmm. they can tell you pay. But it's not that it's a punishment, but it's a consequence of your mistake. And that is life. That is essentially how yes. life works. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So also, for the teenagers and the youths, you know, when they misbehave or do something, you show them that every decision, when you do something good, there are consequences mm-hmm. for getting something positive. You'll be rewarded. But also when you make some wrong decisions, it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world, but you have to take responsibility of your actions. So they grow up knowing, I have to take responsibility of my actions. Yeah. Okay. My goodness. Thank you for that, Brian. Thank you so much. Yeah. I feel like we need to hear more from you, but we're out of time. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing. And I yeah, I laughed. <laughs> I truly yeah. laughed when yeah, it comes yeah. to your, your high school stories. How can someone get in touch with you? Yeah, someone can get in touch with me through my contacts. Okay. My contacts, my airtel is 0703 83 98 Okay. My MTN is 077-461-35-95. Okay, so someone can get in touch with you there. Are you online in any spaces? Yeah, Um, online. But uh, actually, the spaces I was creating more uh, of for my business, mm-hmm. for the land, mm-hmm. for the land uh, surveying businesses. Okay. Uh, but uh, my WhatsApps are open. Mm-hmm. My calls, my, I never refuse to pick up anyone's calls. My space is really growing. Okay. But uh, I give everyone time. I give them time. <laughs> well, yeah, bless I can't you even for if that. it means to concentrate on one person till they become better. Mm. It's okay. I would have made a change in that one person. Oh, so it's yeah, clearly something you're very passionate about. Thank you so much yes, yes. for giving me time as well on the oh, show today. Oh, okay, thank <laughs> you very much too. All right, enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Groove Cafe.